Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories. That are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs. (laughs) And we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine Wine Wednesday. Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. We're ready. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Is the (laughs) countdown to our (laughs) weekly podcast. This is Heather, Sophie, Amy, and... We have a special guest with us us today. I'm slurring my words. I haven't had any wine yet. <laughs> we will introduce our guest in a little bit, but first, um, I'm watching Sophie pet my dog. I brought Benny, Benny London, Benjamin, if he's naughty. And oh, he's looking at me. I know, look at him. <laughs> oh my gosh, put him on camera. He's wearing a hoodie today, too. It's so cute. Amy and I are wearing beanies and with our little palm on the top. Yep. And part of my thing is it was really cold. So it was still windy this morning, and I took the dog on a walk. It's very beautiful and sunny, but super windy. So I've got the hat, but I'm actually getting kind of hot, but. I'm afraid to take the hat off because the hat hair, the hair and the hair <laughs> was all hair. was already bad before I even put the hat on. So I might just have to suffer. This is I mean, I you guys know that I'm cold almost all yeah. the time, but there are other added benefits to wearing a hat. One is that my hair right now is very gray on top oh. because I haven't had my co- color my grays uh, fill. So um that is one thing. And I don't have to do my hair very often. You know, just brush through, put a hat on, and call it a day. Right. Yeah. So I know. You know. So most of the fall and winter, I'll probably wear mm-hmm. a hat. And what's weird, as I've aged, my hair has gotten finer and thinner mm-hmm. like and brittle. Mm-hmm. Brittle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, I do color my hair, but I've not been coloring it as much. Mm-hmm. And I told my stylist last time let's not do like any more bleach just let's just do like a color instead of the bleach and try to heal my hair it's bad so anyway I used to have big hair like the 80s curly hair if you saw some pictures of me you know from the 80s my hair is giant (laughs) I think we all all of us yeah yeah Yeah. so anyway well I and I'm only wearing a short sleeve shirt yeah, I know, but that is you. that's Sophie. You run I know. So hot. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. It's I'm like, like I can't even imagine. A girlfriend sent me, or she had posted on Facebook this morning. She lives in Hillsboro, and it was two hours ago from when I left my house to come here, and it and she took a picture. It was twenty nine degrees. Oh my god! I was like, what? and here you are in a t shirt. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm so damn cold. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'll probably have to. I have a short sleeve t shirt on too, and I'm probably gonna have to take my yeah, your yeah, teddy bear so you're just jacket looking at off. You makes me sweat. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> crack me up. You crack my ass up. <laughs> oh my god. Do we have anything else like that we need to talk about before no, we I get into the meat of to... the matter? She's like, I want to start drinking wine. Hurry up. She's like holding it, looking at it. Please, let's clink. I'm just looking at it okay. to see if there's no flies Any, in there. Oh, I, 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 you know I what? have so many flies. 
flies in Those my... little gnats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do a cheers, everybody. It's Wine Wednesday. Cheers. Some cheers. of us have coffee. Okay. Good drink. Or tea. I'm guessing you're tea. drinking tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just also have to interject on camera. You guys might see some food. And please don't be offended if I eat, if you see me put something in my mouth while we're recording. Okay. We have some yogurt, pretzels, fruit, and apples with peanut butter. For anyone that's not watching and just listening. (laughs) All right. Inquiring minds want to know. know. (laughs) Have we made you hungry? All right. So, Amy, I'm going to let you take it away and do the introduction. So today we have a special guest. Her name is Nicole Severson. And uh, we met her. Well, I started talking to Nicole because we were putting on these monthly events. And uh, she heard about us, I think, through the Hive? I think so. Yeah. I think that was the first one. Hive PDX. A Portland Facebook group and um, she was interested in coming and for whatever reason out of all the people that I talked to that I'm interacting with throughout those events for some reason I just like clung to her I don't know what it was but there was just something that felt comfortable or just felt genuine and um and then when I met her at the event, we started talking, and all of a sudden, it was like there was not enough time to keep talking. Mm, so I agree. we've uh, gotten together a couple times and uh, just chit chatted. And our and parts of our lives are similar. Some of our kid stuff and parenting and uh, kind of how we think and such. So um, we're just really excited that you're here today. Um, Nicole has a huge, she, she, she does a lot of things. She wears a lot of <laughs> she's hats. Multifunctional. She is, she's multifunctional. She's <laughs> multifunctional. She wears lots of accurate. hats. Yeah. And, um, what I can't say about anything else, uh, besides her personality and who she is as a human being, she is an amazing photographer. You have taken, she has taken pictures, she offered to take pictures of um, one of our events, the Tualatin event, Mm -hmm. and... um, And the pictures were freaking amazing. They were, yeah. They were amazing. We want you to come again, pretty please. (laughs) I would love to. Actually, when we, when she and I talked at the Thirsty Lion... Um, she came to our first event. Yeah, mm-hmm. she came yeah. to the very first event. She's one of the OG. <laughs> she right? is. Yeah. Yeah. That yes. title. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And she she had said and explained. She was like, "I would like to take photos of you guys because I I don't know if she saw it, but I was seriously thinking about it. It's so hard to run an event, and then you want to photograph your event. Mm-hmm. You want these memories and." We tried, we all had our cameras mm-hmm. out, but we really wanted to dial into the conversation. Absolutely. And you can't do both. You think you can, but you can't. Because after that event, we only had really a handful of videos or photos. And we felt bad about it because we do want to put it out there. There's one thing to share with words hey, we're hosting an event but if you don't have pictures sometimes to kind of back up the fun 
um, exciting aspects of that, it can seem like maybe you're you're a boring event, so to speak. So the fact that we didn't have a lot of photos after that one. So then when you came to the next event in Twelgen and you just started doing all the things that we would want to do, but of course can't do because A, we're not remotely even close to being <laughs> professional. professional. And um. then two, we just, we wanted to be intentional. You were amazing just to come in and do your thing. And I felt like it was just so natural. You would just like pick up your camera, click, click, and then mm-hmm. and then be done and then have some conversation and pick it back up. And then um, the photos that you send us were just amazing. Well, I think, I think also you captured, because there was um, the women that were talking to each other, and I think you captured a few yes. of them. Oh, yeah. As yeah. they were communicating. Yeah. I can tell you, they didn't, they were strangers before they came to the event. And you can see that they were laughing They're and connecting. talking and connecting. Yeah. yeah. And, and you definitely captured that. If people only knew that those two people were right. not friends, they yeah. didn't come and, together. Yeah. And that's what's so cool. I have goosebumps. That's what the whole crux of our yeah. reason for creating these groups and events is for people to create a community, you know, mm-hmm. for people to make friends. And yeah. some people have just moved here. They don't know anybody and stuff like that. So, no, you're really good about taking yeah. those like candid photos that it's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Really you're candid. really good at yes. it. So, yeah, it was fun. So, yes, Nicole does lots of things and she is also a mother. And so that is very relatable to all of us. Mm-hmm. And she's a mother with son, two boys. Yes. Yep. And so, yeah, we're super excited to have you. So why don't you um, share a little bit about who you are, where, kind of where you come from, a little bit about your past before we get into the fun, exciting future stuff. Thank you. Well, I would love to. I just have to say, first of all, like, I wasn't expecting all those accolades. <laughs> Thank you. That's a super great way to start the day. But um, And by the way, the events that, that you all put on, like, Next level, like even that first one I went to, like I was so impressed with same thing. I didn't know one person. I went by myself. I saw, like I said, in the in the group, I saw the announcement about it and I'm like, I'm going to go check it out. And it was like so fun. I instantly felt like I knew people. Everybody was inclusive and, you know, just it was awesome, which is why I was glad to go to the next one and do the photographs. But I just have to say as an aside, like I don't do I don't shoot a lot of events Um, But I love it when I do for that reason, for all the reasons you were saying, because it's I get to be sort of the fly on the wall and just observe what's happening. I love doing documentary style photography. It's my favorite. But um, also, thank you, Amy, for getting my last name right, because most people here do not. uh, So it is Severson. So thank you. Yes. I actually had to look it up because I was (laughs) like, I know it's Severson. Most people out here say Severson. It's okay. Like, obviously, it's okay. But it is Severson. So thank you for that. Um, Okay. So my backstory, I am, um, I live in Beaverton right now. I moved out here about four, a little over four years ago. I hail from the Midwest, Wisconsin, to be precise. Um, I was a middle school teacher there for 13 years and um, absolutely loved it. Didn't necessarily love everything about it. I love the students. I love teaching, but some of the other stuff. Uh, photography was something I had. I always say I've done it my whole life, and obviously that's not true. But my dad was a photographer, and I just had a love of it very early on. Um, 
So I always did it, but just for my family kind of thing. And then um, one, the year my oldest son was a senior in high school, I was going through my divorce. I didn't have the money to pay for a photographer. So I said, you know what, let me see if I can do your senior photos. So I pulled my camera out and uh, took him out and he gave me like 15 minutes because he hated all of it, right? But um, to this day, one of my favorite photos of him came out of that 15 minutes. So, and then my niece, who is the same age as my son, was like, well, could you do my senior photos? And I was like, I guess. I. By the way, I had no idea what I was doing. And, um, but the turning point for me was um, we, after I did my niece's photos, she asked me, she's like, are you going to edit those photos? And I knew people did that, but I was like, I don't know how, like what? <laughs> and uh, so she pulled out a computer and she hooked me up with a free program and she showed me how. And I, I've always said like from that day, I have not not thought of photography in some capacity, been doing photography, learning about photography, whatever, since that day. Um, so I started this as a side business in a, adjacent to teaching and being a mom, um, single mom at that. And um, it was yeah. a ton. It was a ton. And uh, the day came when I was like, I can't do all of this. I was in the Midwest and, you know, the second, I was an English teacher, by the way. So it's like most of my work was outside of school mm-hmm. and the fall would come, school would start. And I just was overwhelmed because everybody wanted those beautiful fall family photos. So I'd be super busy with photography and then I'd have school and then I'd have my family. So I knew something had to give. And in my heart, I knew that photography was going to win. I didn't know what that looked like. I was, you know, I mean, I had a job that I'd had for 13 years with retirement and the whole thing. And it was scary to think about giving it up. Um, But that's exactly what I did. Um, I still remember I woke up on the morning of my 45th birthday and I just had this like heart to heart with myself. I'm like, you know, I just don't want to wake up on my 50th birthday and be like, I wish I would have. I wish I would have done that thing. And so proud to say it was my 50th birthday this past summer and I did the thing. So I feel really good about that. But um, yeah, so I resigned from teaching. It actually took me a couple years to actually let go of it. But I resigned from teaching and I decided, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go big or go home. And I like Mm -hmm. my oldest son had moved out here to Portland and I had come out several times and decided I loved it out here. And uh, so sold my house, moved my family out here. Wow, this scariest, is all scariest huge. thing oh I ever did. Gosh. Yes. You're brave. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I never considered myself to be brave, but when I look back on it, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that was, that was, you know, like it was. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the story of how I got out here. Um, interesting enough, so my primary genre of photography is branding and headshots. Mm-hmm. I, I always say I always do pretty much any any type of photography job except weddings and newborn babies and baskets because those are the hardest ones oh, I've yeah. ever done <laughs> and they're best left to the experts. So, um, but branding and headshots has really been where my heart has oh, kind of been. We need to talk to her. I know. I saw <laughs> some of you. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're really, really oh, they're great. Amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. Well, and it was funny because I credit COVID with, with turning me, pivoting me into doing that because I had just joined um, a networking referral group. And I mean, I didn't, when I moved out here, so here's the thing, when I moved out here in my mind, 
my like internal threat to myself was I'm going to give myself one year mm-hmm. to make my business work. And if it doesn't, then I have to go back to teaching. And I just didn't want to do that. Like I had made the breaks, so I just wanted to kind of go forward. And I, so the whole time, one year, one year, right? I was five months in and I felt like things were just finally starting to change because, um, you know, people were starting to call me like it would, you know, do that hustle. Mm -hmm. And then COVID (laughs) five months in. And so, you know, you can't just pick up that mojo and like start over as soon as COVID's over. So, but I had joined this networking group and everybody was trying to be super supportive of everybody. And the one thing people started asking me for was headshots. And I'm like, because it was small and quick. And I was like, I think I can do that. And so I started and suddenly it morphed into, wow, there's a lot more than headshots. There's a whole story behind the business Mm -hmm. and it went into branding. And I've never really looked back. Like that's been my focus. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. See, this is inspiration that Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay to take risks and usually your risk will be fruitful, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's thinking back on it, you know, I'm like, wow. Like, I mean, it was a huge risk, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, but once you take that step, like Mm -hmm. I, I call that brave action, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you, if you do it, like then you have, you, if you don't do it, nothing's going to change, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have, you might fail, but you might succeed, right? You have, (laughs) you have that choice. And so usually if you throw yourself in, you've got more of an opportunity to like, now you're doing it regardless. You just go forward. So, yeah. You have some kind of magazine that's connected to your, your your site, your information. And it's, I don't know necessarily what it's all about, but I have read through it and there are pictures of everyday beautiful women on there with pretty incredible stories of you know kind of their business or or their life absolutely so yes thank you um so that's my CEO project oh yeah yes so CEO oh yes gosh, I love it um so last year I was it, here's the thing like being a woman owning her own business like I go out of my way to support other women in their businesses. Like, I love that. And I feel like women in general love to do that. Mm -hmm. And so my background, so being an English teacher, I was a literature teacher specifically. Storytelling has been part of my background forever and ever and ever in some way, shape, or form. And photography is just an extension of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here's what I was doing when I was doing these branding and headshot sessions. Like I just, I will always ask people like, how, why are you doing what you're doing? Like I just started inquiring cause I, I want to know everybody's story. And then I was like, well, how can I, I just had this feeling like, I'm like, how can I do something with that to help support other women business owners? So um, what I did is basically it's just women who come to me for their headshots and branding it's just like a normal session. But then what I do is I ask them if they want to be part of CEO and I take their photos with their story. Uh, we, I ask them questions specifically about it and then I transform it into a magazine article. And right now it's just digital, but the plan is to make it an actual printed version. So like on my website, I have a CEO tab and you can go in and you can read about 
um, each of these women and what they do and, you know, kind of their background and why they decided to do it. And then, yeah. And then the purpose was to give them a way to kind of be like, check out my story. Mm -hmm. Here it is. And then everybody who participates in the project will hopefully do the same. And it just kind of snowballs from there is the hope. It's a great it's a great idea it actually I'm a big story I'm a big photos person and a big stories kind of person and uh I just I don't know I kind of can picture myself actually opening a magazine I know it's on the internet and stuff but just opening a magazine and finding like photos and pictures and stories of regular women I'm not saying that the um, actresses, actors that are out there aren't important, but there's so much uh, support given to them that what about the everyday woman? What about the everyday mom? What about the everyday single woman who is parenting both a mother and a father position who is then working her ass off to support her family. What about those women? Absolutely. Like, and so, uh, again, I I read through it, and I just thought it was so cool to read. And it's also, um, these are regular, everyday women, and when we get into, like, those hard spaces in our own lives, their stories, like, whichever ones connect that you remember – they are ones to remember that they accomplish their dreams. They yes. accomplish their goals. If you keep going through the muck, like we have dreams about our business, we have goals for our business, and we have great visions <laughs> beyond what is what anything we could do today. Mm-hmm. But it's like if when we hit those hard spots, pushing through those kinds of things absolutely and so I really felt like a lot of your words and then the photographs within that um were really really encouraging so yeah thank thanks you for creating that because it, it's very cool and I do feel like the everyday woman just doesn't get enough support in today's world and so you just offering that little piece of like enlightenment yeah is really cool so if we wanted to go look at that, uh, it's called SheEO, mm-hmm. and is that the name of the website? Or you said it, that's It's a- on my photography website, so NicoleSeversonPhotography.com, and then there's a tab that says okay. SheEO. I'm also, like, I put it out on my platforms, like LinkedIn specifically, okay. and um, share Good. it on there. But I, I'm glad that you said that, though, Amy, because really it was twofold for me. Like, I wanted to do what I could to help, you know, like someone might be looking for you know, um, I don't know, a hypnotherapist, whatever, you know, whatever profession. And then they might Mm -hmm. see this particular woman who does Mm -hmm. this thing and be like, oh, that's awesome. I want to work with her. But also I hoped that it would serve as inspiration for the young woman or the older woman who's 45 (laughs) and getting up on her birthday, right? And being like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I can't do this thing. And then reading it and going, you know what? I, maybe I can, maybe, you know, there is. So I, I hoped it would also be for that purpose as well. Well, it yeah. definitely worked for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you're a teacher or you were a teacher, um, photographer and is, is there, you know, other 
facets of your life I do because why why would I keep my life simple right <laughs> right um, well the other thing the newest thing that I'm doing right now too and this is it's funny because this to me is like the perfect marriage of being a teacher and a photographer like I'm bringing all of this together because mm-hmm. now I'm making online courses um, one is specifically for photographers who want to learn how to add branding to um, their offerings to their clients But the other one is strictly on mindset. And I absolutely love this because I feel like this is something I've had to like dive deep into me to do what I'm doing now. Um, It's funny because one of the things I always say is if you really want to become aware and heal some of your self-worth issues, you should just start your own business because that's all coming up. Like it's all going to. Oh my God. That is so, listen to all of us. It's true. It all happens. Yes. Yes. So yeah. So I'm just like, if I can help somebody else who is like feeling stuck or feeling like they can't make it or do the thing, like, I want to do that, especially, you know, it's not specifically for women, but I love the idea that I'm assuming most of my students would be women and just helping them take that step. So it's kind of a natural, but it also feeds that teacher part of my soul too. So, yeah. Right. So what what are some of the, you know, being that you're talking to your audience right now, (laughs) um, specifically the three of us. So what part of like the mindset to be an entrepreneur or what have you, like like, what are the, some of the key focuses or the key yeah. ideas around that? Well, you know, I think, and I speak from my own experience, so I, you know, filter everything through my own experience. But, you know, one of the huge things for me was my relationship with money was one thing that came up, <laughs> right? Because... I've been, I've been reading some books about that yeah. and listening to some podcasts. That is that is actually huge. And I'm reading this book right now called Rich as Fuck. Yes, and, and I love that book. Yes, and the I, gal... Rich as that, Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And she talks about that. Yes. Yes, you have to change your mindset you about money. You have to. Yes. Because think about it. And again, that gets a lot of times tied with your worth, right? Because... All of a sudden, here you are, you're running a business. The point of running a business is to create a lifestyle for yourself, which is, you know, requires money. Mm -hmm. And we have to ask people, you know, it's like, I know that's so hard. Oh my gosh. It's terribly hard. And, uh, you know, and I think especially as women, again, I mean, we have had a generational history of not being in control or being able to talk about money, Mm -hmm. any of those things. And so I think specifically for us, it's such a quiet, silence thing that, you know, and how many times, probably this will resonate with some people, you start a business and suddenly you're like, oh, I can't, I can't charge them that much. Or I can do that for free this time or, oh right, gosh. or yep. wanting to discount. Mm-hmm. And that's all your money mindset issues that are talking to you. They're, it's filtering through. And it's like, you don't know that, but we automate. And as women, we're people pleasers mostly right so we're like we want to make people like us and be happy but we get afraid to do that so it comes through that fear I totally resonate with yeah um not just as an entrepreneur but just as you know like do something with friends and they'll be like how much do I owe you and I'd be like don't worry about it um I got it it was it was nothing it was less than twenty dollars don't even worry about it like I can't even ask for twenty dollars right And I've, you know, and then I have other friends who shit that reminds me, I owe you money. (laughs) 
I just it's been she's like, actually talking directly to you. It's been several months, actually. <laughs> Holy crap. Thank you for reminding me. Oh my God. But I think what I've done to myself is put me in a, a situation where I am uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a fear of asking a fear of rejection. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And also this fear of like, I'm in need mm-hmm. or I'm not deserving of that, you know, of the yes. money. Yes. And I'm like, it's a, it's a huge. Absolutely. Anybody can ask me for something and I will give them whatever yes. they need. I would, um, you know, even like selling something on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. A woman came and bought my bike and she pretty much gave me like $50 less than I had asked for. And then I see her car and she brings like a regular sedan and I'm like, and I have a bike oh. rack and I was like, I, I wasn't planning on selling it, but I was like, okay. And, and she had, you know, just the exact amount to give me. And I was like, oh, that's okay. Just give me that $50 that you weren't going to give me. Give it to me. That, that'll be enough. And then as she was putting it on, she's like, I can't just give you $50 for this thing. I need to give you more. And so she no. gave me another 50, another 50 bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever. But anyways, I was afraid to ask for something that was mine that I didn't want right. to sell. But I like, well, and, th- <laughs> but, and think of this, and I don't know if this is true for you, but so often, like what, when we talk about money, when we think about money, what are some of the things we're always told, especially as women, what are we told? Like, if you get rich, you're probably a bitch, right? Like you're going to be cold <laughs> about it. You're going to be, you know, there's greed. There's all of these feelings that people associate with it. Mm-hmm. And so what do we do? We want to be nice. We want to mm-hmm. reduce kind. that cost because we don't want to be seen like that. You know, money is the root of all evil. Like I was thinking, you know, speaking of money and money, that's kind of how it all started with your business. You mentioned um, that money was the biggie. And then we started talking about um, how money is the root of all evil and that your mindset, it was all about mindset. Yes. And, um, so there's more other things in regards to mindset besides money. What would you say is another category? Absolutely. Well, and you know, I think it's funny because I heard this, some, I read it or I listened to it somewhere, but if we think just in general, if we think of these limiting thoughts that we have, so it doesn't have to be about money. It could be just, I mean, how about imposter syndrome, right? Like oh, we, thank you very uh, much. Yes. Mm-hmm. We all, you know, I, I remember when I started teaching specifically, like they always say like the first three years of teaching is kind of your make or break, right? Like if you can make it past those three years, you're probably a lifer. If not, I mean, those first three years are a challenge. And I just remember walking into the classroom my first year going, I, why, I can't believe they hired me. Like, why would they hire me? And now they're going to pay me what to like teach these children. And I think it's really natural. Here's the funny thing about like imposter syndrome. It's not, we all have that, but we just label it like that. But mm-hmm. when you go out and learn to ride a bike, we don't say that we have imposter syndrome to ride a bike, right? Right. Really, it's just lack of competence in the thing that we're doing. So when I'm talking about mindset, really all it is, is like catching these negative thoughts. And then really, first of all, examining awareness is the first thing we always have to be aware of the thoughts we're having and then go, okay, is that really true? Is that really what I'm thinking? Or is this, 
and whose thought is this? This could be your parents, you know, mm-hmm. telling you when you were a child, like this yeah. is how this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I think mindset is so important. This is the thing I was going to say, though, is I read this somewhere that really if you look at your limiting thoughts, the negative things, really it comes back to one simple thing, and it's the feeling that we are not good enough. Oh, my gosh. Everything. You can really just un, you know keep going down through the layers, and it really comes down to I'm just not good enough for whatever it is that is in front of you. And, well, and then speaking from, from my perspective, like I've been diagnosed late in life with dyslexia and ADHD. Um, talk about you know, someone who didn't fit in, yeah. A, with the, the school system mm-hmm. and the way they taught, um, always told, uh, you know, she could do better, or if she just, like, focused, or she just, you know, um, read through the summer. Don't go through the whole summer without reading. I'm like, oh, slow, my God. Uh, slow you, down. Slow yeah, down. Take Don't your do time. your, yeah, because I would do my tests fast, and, and, um, I, I, and, and, you know, and I remember, I can, like, specifically see these kids that I went to school with, and they got good grades, and they always got accolades, and they were like yeah. the student of the month, and I would never get there. And, you know, it, it, a lot of this stems from mm-hmm. early, early, early yeah, years. And, and, you know, and then being a woman on top of that, like a female, having, you know, parents who are baby boomers, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> you know, it's just adding mm-hmm. upon adding. And, upon then you, adding. and then we're Gen X. Yes. And then what the hell happened to us? We were like uh, left Pushed to the, to the side. Yeah, we're side yeah. and kicked to the curb. Kicked to the curb, you know. Right. Don't figure it out. It. Figure yeah. it out yeah. yourself. You're Babysit on your own. your brother and, you know, he's a baby and don't worry about it. You're Literally, I had to do that yeah, at 12. <laughs> so. I had to do it at 10. Nine. Okay. My brother oh, was born when I was Overachiever. I also got a bra at 10, so I <laughs> I am overachiever. No. I'll just, I'll take that one. That's yeah. what I'll take. Yeah. I'll take I, that I developed best early in life. That's why. I mean, how pathetic is that? And that's yeah. the types of things. And um, so I've had a lot of like grieving to do. Right. Um, that yeah. All the things that I've lost. I feel like that I've lost that opportunity um, because of that. And I know, it, I mean, everybody has their story, but it's. Sure. Um, I don't know. It just, it's really, I, I'm always like kind of challenged with that and not feeling like I'm enough. good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, but then I, I don't know, but then I've learned to also, you know, then there's these other superpowers and I think maybe that's what I need to focus on is my other superpowers mm-hmm. Yeah. That make me. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's They're interesting. Natural. You have, I mean, that yeah. There's all this, all the stuff that you feel inadequate in your childhood. Like I, we have similar mm-hmm. uh, um, situations and stuff. Um, but and we do carry that. You know, we pack this our childhoods away. Because, you know, we've reached a certain age that now we're an adult and now it, life is fast. It is moving fast. You don't have time to unpack the shit that happened or that you felt or the feelings. So you just have these, you know, pieces of luggage that you keep piling up super tall. And all of a sudden it never takes away. You like grow up 
and you have to morph into whoever you are at that time and it doesn't take away like the little girl or the young teenage girl that you were back in the day of not we're supposed to nurture that yeah that girl even yeah at this at our age oh I know Mm -hmm. and most of us have lost her Mm -hmm. or have put her somewhere and can't even find her and there's this piece where I mean I at least my parents uh I tested did all the testing for ADD and it never popped up when I was younger but what it looked like when we were younger isn't what it looks like today or what they know of today yeah had maybe you had this diagnosis when you were younger you could blame it on the diagnosis and not blame it on yourself yeah Mm -hmm. not feel broken not feel enough and that is the thing that I think more of us it doesn't matter if you're ADD dyslexic or maybe the neurodivergent brain but you know you are enough and to to use your gifts mm-hmm. and to I mean you're you have survived all of these things having these diagnoses and I know that doesn't take away from your pain but you're an extremely gifted women woman sorry what is that song I'm every woman <laughs> yes exactly it's true we'll have to play that so what's so self sabotage mm-hmm. money the relationship with money is is there another um, area from the mindset perspective that helps? You know, I think again looking through it through my own lens, you know, it's it's that feeling of not being good enough or finding. It's funny because I see this happen a lot, and I'm guilty of it. I think we all do it, but. You know, just finding all of the excuses why something won't work, mm-hmm. right? Like, why isn't the, you know, I can't do it. I don't have enough time. I'm a single mom. I've got this happening and this other thing. And, um, but the truth is, like, everybody has, right? Like, when we have a circumstance, we can't control life. Like, there's mm-hmm. always going to be things that happen. So, whenever I talk about like mindset, things like law of attraction and things come up and I realize that has like a negative connotation these days because it, it seems very like woo woo blow, like, Oh, all I have to do is say some positive affirmations and my life's going to be different. And that's not what it is, what it's really about in my opinion. But, um, when we are looking at all of these excuses, like I always say, like, are you arguing for your limitations or for your success, right? Mm. Because that's what we do. We get in these cycles where it's like, here's all the reasons why it won't work. But it's like, what if you just change, you reframe that Mm -hmm. and you start going, okay, but what if I'm looking for all the reasons it will? And you just keep doing that. Again, awareness is key. We have to be, anybody could have a lot of different reasons why, you know, the way they feel, why it's not going to work. But we have to be start becoming aware of our words and our thoughts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because those two things will give us the clues that, hey, I've got this belief buried in me that, you know, this isn't possible for me or whatever it may be. And then we can start, once we know about it, then we can start doing something about it. But until then, I worked with um, a life coach this summer, which was super exciting for me. I had never, I'd always wanted to, but I finally took the steps and Um, You know, I think I'm pretty on top of catching my thoughts when I have them. And until I worked with her, I was like, 
okay, there was a whole bunch of stuff that even I wasn't aware of. And so working with somebody too, I think can be really helpful in identifying those things because if it's unconscious of it, how are we going to know, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's very hard to find that, so. Right, and we've been focusing on the negative for so many years that it's, it, it takes quite a shift to focus on the positive. I mean, and that's basically what it is. What you think about, you'll get more of is kind of the, the, um, mantra. So if you're always putting yourself down or always thinking things are, um, not good, you know, my life is terrible. I have this, I don't have enough money. I don't have a good job. I don't, you know, and if you're always just saying that, then that's the way your life is going to be. But if you are like, okay, I've got this. I actually, I do live in a great house. I drive a great car. I've got a lot of friends. I have, I've got this. I'm, I'm smart. I passed this test. I, I, I accomplished starting my own business. Like, wow, I actually have some things. Absolutely. well, and I'm saying all this because I've been actually working on that, changing the shift of the yeah. mindset from focusing on the negative to focusing on the positive. So I definitely agree with that wholeheartedly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing that I've learned too with this, and it's hard to do, mm-hmm. is, you know, manifestation kind of mm-hmm. similar too, right? Um, is to actually feel what it would feel like to have that yes yes. 100% and once you start feeling that it like it perpetuates and Mm -hmm. and that's where the manifestation and and all that but trying to feel yeah that inner like how excited you would be or what would you know how how life would be and you know you going through life and your kid is you know having a meltdown and you deal with it in a different way um it, it perpetuates like positivity and things mm-hmm. changing for you. But yeah, that, that trying to feel that yeah. like it's one thing to say, Oh, right. You know, like that's the key. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. What was it? What was the guy from Saturday night live? Oh. I'm Mr. Oh, oh no. Name? And he, Mr. Smiley. I don't know. He goes, <laughs> I am wonderful. I am like, mm. you know, and he looks in the mirror and does his affirmations and all that sort of stuff, but then like turns around and, you know, and has, you know, not a happy face. So it's just a matter Mm. of like trying to, trying to get really deep into it. Um, that's, that's hard. I find that very difficult to do. It's very, because I'm run by my emotions. Mm. I think we all are. And especially with women, we've got, uh, we, this deep, probably thousands of years. Generational. Generational. Oh my God, you're right. hundred percent. It's absolutely. Yes. We just, and how, I mean, just thinking of your parents and, their parents and just all of these ideas and beliefs that have been passed down and nobody's questioned really because it's just the way it is. And then you inherit that. And then because and that's what I usually say is when I check myself, like when I'm feeling a certain way, I'm like, is this really my thought? Is it mine? Like, because I feel that way? Or is it something? And that's kind of my test, um, which is but that feeling piece is key. I always say act as though feel as if, right? Like, and it's hard until you get into the practice of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you're talking about is one of my favorite subjects because it's identity shifting. It's not just thinking about being a different person. It's really adopting the whole identity of the person you want to become. And it's, it's huge. It has worked. I have found it out. So quick example. 
um, when I started getting into the mindset coaching and, you know, again, here comes the imposter syndrome. Like, who am I? <laughs> who am I to talk about this? Um, but all of a sudden I, w- I was talking to somebody one day about it and it was just some of the things I was saying, it was flowing easier. I just felt it. And it just dawned on me. I'm like, oh, it's because I am taking the identity of the person I want to be. I've been working really hard on doing that. And suddenly it's like, right. I, I heard one time, it's like the universe doesn't give you what you desire. The universe gives you a reflection of who you are. Yep. So I heard that too. yes. So you have to become the person you want to be or, you know, act, act. as that act person. As mm-hmm. And then the universe magnetizes those things that come along with being that type of person. And I think a lot of this, and this is just a piece of it, is that we have all these insecurities and we know who we want to be, but a huge part is that we have to stop comparing ourselves. Yes. Comparing ourselves to our friend, comparing ourselves. When we were talking about money earlier, something that constantly pops up in um on instagram that i appreciate the encouragement of voices that i hear is that there are a million starbucks you know they're on every corner that every starbucks is making money so mm-hmm. you just insert yourself we are all people on and we're each on a block and we mm-hmm. have these gifts and we can charge $5 or we could charge $100. And each person will find the $5 people yep. and others will find the $100 people and it will work. This is very good. I love this because I've been trying to get that, get there. With yeah, that we mindset. just have to like yeah. break ourselves down that we're not talking, we're not comparing ourselves from Starbucks to Starbucks or person to person. There is a unique you. And the world needs the unique you. Absolutely. And there's another unique Sophie. Because not everybody's going to resonate That's with exactly. Right. exactly. And the way you can tell it, the yep. way you can teach it, or whatever yeah. it may be, mm-hmm. is Only, going, yes. And so mm-hmm. I think comparing or no longer comparing is huge. Yeah. And that starts to work with the identity stuff. But it's hard to work on the identity if you're continuously comparing yourself. Yeah. Well, it's also just to put this out here out there too when you're on your identity then you know you talk to your parents once a week or twice a week or whatever have you and then there's you become this little girl again like you know some of those Mm -hmm. some of the things that your your mom would say to you and oh don't be like that you're just and and it kind of like and then it goes back to your ex but it, like, it, and it's not their fault or anything, but it's something that yeah. has maybe as a trigger or what have mm-hmm. you. And I think that is a whole, uh, those are type of barriers. So it's yes. not like, okay, I can get to this mindset. Okay, I'm going to take my identity. I'm going to, this is who I am. I'm, you know, th- this is the work Sophie. She's, you know, she can, you know, stand up, do presentations and talk with like a lot of enthusiasm, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to be this Sophie. And then mommy (laughs) yeah yeah it takes me down like and then especially during COVID like and I'm I'm saying like when Kyle was like coming down the stairs and I'm working and he's Mm -hmm. like mommy and I'm like oh "Oh my god this brain and it took me a lot and I had to read about it during COVID was that it it, like you literally use a different part of your brain when someone says mommy I may as well be lactating because that's (laughs) (laughs) but it's true it's true and the same thing with parents your kids 
you know, your siblings. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of history and it, it is so into, like sewn into your soul. Mm-hmm. Like it, those yeah. things are hard to oh, break. Yeah. Okay. All right, you guys, our microphones are starting to get fried. We're going to cut it here and please come back next week to hear part two. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to us, and we look forward to hanging out with you next Wednesday. Please join us. And in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. Also, we would love to hear from you and hear some of your juicy stories. You can email us your stories at rxop.yourstory at gmail.com. Until next week. Bye. Bye.